Welcome to podcast 241 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Dave, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Dupe and Mad. Boys, how's it going? Good evening. Grand. Grand. Dupe, you're back. It was just me and Mad last week. We survived. We're still here, and you've rejoined us. How are you keeping? Yeah. Missed, well, I missed listened you to it, and I thought it was fucking dreadful, so I thought I'd back on that. <laughs> I know, we're lucky to have you. Obviously, Matt's on stream of showdown duty. You've had internet issues, but still, you're here uh, to fight for us. Um, we're going to obviously have a save up, uh, save update from Dupe shortly. Um, and we're also going to have our spotlight, which is going to be on about uh, contract negotiations. Uh, but Dupe, the GOAT challenge, we're on, obviously going on to number five. Are you any closer to completing this challenge yet? I really want to talk about it. I know it's save update day and you want me to do it, but I don't really want to talk about it. Look, let's, <laughs> let's, let's break, let's cut the shit, right? Let's just talk serious. Did I win it last year? No. Did I win it this year? No. Um, <laughs> so to answer your question, no. What I have done though, Dave, is I've broke records and that I think is harder to do than to win a Champions League. Um, I can't, I haven't got the save up in front of me, but I have a chap uh, called Yermak, Oleg Yermak from Ukraine, okay? He is honestly the greatest player I've ever signed on FM. I bought him for 60 million off of Bayern uh, Bayer Munich. At this current moment in time, I believe he has got around about 60 to 65 goal contributions in 28 games. I haven't got the exact stat in front of me. Because I've got an issue with my save file right now. But he is flying, right? We are easing the league. Last year, we won the league by 22 points. No, we didn't. I lied. 30 points we won the league by. We uh, played 38, won 36. We drew one. We lost one. I scored 133 goals and conceded 17. Got 109 points. Uh, second place, Inter, scored 65 goals. Third place, Sassuolo scored 46 goals. So you can imagine, we scored a lot of goals. We won a lot of games. That form ran into this season uh, where we've already broken the, the 100 goal mark in about game 20. Um, we are flying. However, we beat Bayer Leverkusen in the, in the knockout round of the Champions League and then we got drawn upon, uh, against Bayern Munich. And to be fair, the league's pretty much won. We've won the Super Coppa final. We're in the Coppa Italia final versus Napoli. And we've we've got to play Bayern Munich in the in the Champions League quarterfinals. We've just beat Bayer Leverkusen uh, quite comfortably. I think we beat them 8-1 on aggregate, so quite comfortably. We go up against Bayer, uh, Bayern Munich at Bayern Munich. We don't play very well, but we lose 2-0. Now, that sounds horrendous. When you look at my previous results, in the last 12 games at home, we've averaged something like 6.1 goals. Okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to be fine here. After three minutes, your max scores. Um, and I'm thinking, happy days. Like, honestly, can't get much better than this. Three minutes in, it's 2-1 now. There's no away goals. There's nothing like that. They've got nothing to worry about. It's just a straight shootout. Can we, can we overturn that two-goal deficit? Well, I don't see another highlight till the 64th minute. The 64th minute, they take a free <sighs> kick, they swing it in, and with their first shot, they score. 
And I think it's okay. We can we can claw this back. I start chucking more players up, pushing players forward. I don't see another highlight. I don't see another highlight. I raise my uh, I, I drop I, I raise my defensive line up. I push my line engagement up. I'm speeding the game up. I'm trying to do everything I can do. Stretching the play. I see another highlight on the 88th minute. It's them scoring another goal. A set piece. Oh my God. With their second shot on goal. And in the meantime, I have had 34 shots. I must have had 20 of them were on target. You know, we had an XG of something like 3.8. And we'd only scored one goal. I then pushed everybody forward and they scored a fourth. To make it five, uh, six, six one on, on aggregate, and I cried wow. because oh. honestly, we we had scored. We like we were good enough to win that game, and we didn't win it. We should have done better first leg, absolutely. But the joys of a two-legged tie is you can cock up the first leg and you can still come back. Yeah, not this. Um, we went on to beat Torino after that in the in the Coppa Italia semi final. Uh, I think we're one game away from winning the league. And then it's decision time at the end of the season. What do we do? Do we do we just walk away from Juve, uh, walk away from your Mac, or or do we just go again? And I, I'm not really really sure what we're gonna do. So uh, it's it's heartbreaking. It absolutely is heartbreaking. Dupe, um, who would be like looking around Europe there now? Who would be up there potentially as good or better? That you could bring Yamak well, with you too. I could probably say Bayern Munich's better than us. Um, well, that's yeah, that's <laughs> probably quite straightforward. Um, there's no one in Syria that's even close to us. Like Napoli's quite, Napoli's quite close, but they're not close. You know, like mm. I know that sounds a bit stupid, but they are—they're so far away from us. It's unbelievable. Um, we are so good as a team. Um, I think this year, what I did was I actually got rid of a few players I probably shouldn't have. I um, I've probably lacked a bit of depth in some of the areas where we probably, if we would have kept players, it would have been a lot easier for us. Um, there was times where we missed one guy and and kind of we didn't have a backup plan a lot of the time, right? And that 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 was difficult. But um, I think I think this team is the team that's going to win it for me. I really do. I don't I don't see another team winning it sooner than we would win it if we were staying here but it's just such a such a difficult pill to swallow because we are so good and i don't really want to have to go through all of that again and the heartbreak is insane like to a point where honest to god i, I don't i don't know whether i've got the motivation to go again and we're talking about new saves and we're looking at this new United save that we're starting next week. And it's like, it's such an easy time just to bow out. However, it's a penny, you know what I mean? And like, pennies should, pennies are hard to come by, Dave, you know? And we, we in theory, yeah. we've done the hardest ones already. Like, you know, we've built the narrative, we built the storyline, we built everything we need to build to be where we need to be. And where we need to be is, well, yeah, you know, we're probably one of the best clubs in Europe right now. Yeah, we just can't, we just can't get over the line. And, you know, it's just difficult. 21 shots we had against Bayern Munich, 10 on target, and next year 3.30. Right? They had 10 shots, three of them on target. They scored three goals, not four. I apologize. They had an XG of 0.94. It's tough to take. 
It's very <laughs> tough to take. <laughs> I need to ask, lads, what is it about this game, right, that I can imagine now everyone who's listening to Dupe telling this story is nodding their heads going, we, we've all been there. Like, the, the, it literally happens to all of us in this game. We keep coming back for more. It's 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 somewhat soul destroying, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I can just imagine everyone out there going, "Yeah, we've all been there," and yet we're all still going <laughs> to log on tomorrow and go again. <laughs> well, I think the, the most frustrating the most frustrating thing for me is that last year we went out in the quarterfinals to Liverpool, where we lost the first leg two 0 We scored very early in the second leg and then couldn't score again. It's literally the same story. So either I'm either I've just got a team full of bottle jobs. I I just don't know. Like honestly, I don't know. I don't know what to suggest. Two words, dupe. Highlight killer. No, that Bring wouldn't have worked. <sighs> <laughs> this this the tactic that we run, mate. Like it it just it's insanely good. Your Mac has got. I think he's played. I'm because basically I haven't got today's stream stats because I haven't been able to bring the save file home with me but he has he has scored um, we, basically we had played 27 games in, in in the league he hadn't played all of them he's only played 24 games in the league right how many goals do you think he scored at that stage so this is the start of the stream so two hours less of football he'd scored 38 goals in 24 games 12 assists He's that means he is scoring and you know he's, he's producing two goals contributions every single time he gets on the pitch. That's money can't buy shit. Like honestly, it is crazy. You look. I'm looking at this now. Top three goal scorers all play for Juventus. Top three average rated players all play for Juventus. Top three assists all play for Juventus. You can see where this is going and it's just so annoying. So the, uh, the only thing now that's letting him down, I think, is the manager. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you're probably right, Dave. Um, but when you do it legit and you just do it in one go and all on stream, it's so oh, fucking yeah, yeah, tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I, okay, okay. Know, oh, it's okay. It's all right. Well, if you can sleep tonight, mate, that's fine. Um, but no, it's... it's <laughs> It's soul destroying. It really is. Um, but uh, you know, one a wise man once said, "We go again and put it on a mug." So, I feel like I got to do that. Go. Dupe, I wonder if you. I, I don't know if you noticed in the game, or maybe if you watched it back. For a player like that, who was clearly your most dangerous, creative goal-scoring threat, do you reckon there was any kind of man marking? Did they throw one or two men on? Like, I wonder if you look back in the animation or. Could you see them paying attention to him to try and nullify the threat, seeing as he's the the out and out danger man? No, might be, might be worth potentially, checking. potentially. But when yeah. you look at the cre- the chances created, yeah, um, I think it's it, it's pretty clear to see that we just didn't create the chances, so we didn't even get him into a position. Mm, uh, I think okay. we broke down some of the forward passing, and and it wasn't as much as what we're used to seeing. You know, um, it's. It's some of the games like that we've played, and and you're looking at the teams, and we are absolutely annihilating them, and and the amount of goals that this team scores, and it's like we we I I, I put my money on if these boys get a chance to score on it. But uh, have, have Byron got an IRL manager in there? Or are you gone too far for that? Oh, oh see, that's the worst bit as well. It's fucking Mikel Teta. Like, 
<laughs> he's such a knobhead, like, honestly. He's such a smug little prick. Oh, I studied under Pep for four years. Fuck off. Yes, Mikel Arteta. He's been there oh, since okay. 2032. We're in 2039. Um, what has he won? I don't know. Um, he's He spent 1.5 billion quid, so, you know. It's like you last year. How much year. do you want to really say? Sorry? It's like you last year. Correct, yeah, yeah. What, what say was that? I, I <laughs> won a lot, right. right. Mm. I, was more, yeah, I was more on about the money. He's, uh, yeah, he's quite annoying. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I don't know. The I think the other thing is as well, like normally I'm so focused on a save and I honestly feel that we are so close and I don't see how we don't win that Champions League soon. But what we've, what I'm finding is, is we're at that point where I'm concentrating like on doing the prep for the next save. So at the moment, we're I'm, I'm like we're doing some things behind the scenes, editing for the United save. We've also had like two meetings today about the next save after that, and it's like my mind. Normally, I'm so just kind of like dialed in on one, but now I'm looking at what's coming next. I'm like, oh, do you know what? Let's just start that, and we and we are. We're going to start the United save next season. Oh, next season, Craigie, next next week. Um, it's just then, what do we do with this one? Because I still want to finish it. Like it's a hell of a grind. I might just do what David did. Like you play quite a lot offline and then just jumped on with like the big games, right? I think I <laughs> yeah, might just yeah. do that. That's <laughs> not me taking the piss out of Dave. Just um, I just think it's a cop out, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I, it was hard. The last one was hard because it is annoying. I, I remember I might pent again a couple of years ago. I managed uh, Inter Milan. I had such a good team. There were players like new gens in that team that I kept my eye on throughout most of the save. Finally got to manage them, built such a great team and kept falling in like the semi-finals. Um, and in the end, I sort of was at crossroads like you are now. You like you know that team is strong enough, but you've already yeah, had two sorry. or three bites of the cherry. For some reason, you've not been able to do it. And sometimes, I think I went to Real Madrid. Uh, it took me two seasons to win it then. Lost the, in the final the first year and won it in the second season. I, I don't um, see how this team doesn't win that Champions League. Do you think, what do you think, a change of tactic? I mean, you're scoring so many goals, though. I just can't, I don't know. Or maybe keep that tactic for the league and maybe a different approach for, the, for Europe. I don't know. But we've just, we, I've built just for that system. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. it's, it's just dominated. We've gone into teams all across the globe and with that system and walked the Champions League first season. You know, and it's not like um, we, we've seen a massive upturn in success the minute that we swapped to the system. And it's if it, if I sat here now and said to you, oh, yeah, you know, I scored 50 goals this season in 50 games. Great. You know, OK, well, maybe maybe your system is shit. But yeah. we, the amount of goals we've scored this year, it's almost impossible for me to say, yeah, you know, like we've scored so many goals in this with this system, it's crazy to even contemplate that. Hang on, could it be the system? Because yeah. it's just such a strong bit of kit, and it's a system that's going to go out on my YouTube channel over at Twitch, uh, at YouTube at forward slash FM Duke, right? But it's like, <laughs> what do I do? I've got a bit of time to play offline, and I sl I play slower when I play offline because you you kind of 
You have to save and reload a lot, right, Dave? Uh, no, so you because you, you have to you you have the ability to kind of slow games down, and you haven't got to be conscious that somebody's watching and and uh, trying to make it slightly interesting. Um, so I'd be able to kind of break things down and and watch. But this system is is to me it isn't that isn't the problem. Um, I think the the squad depth is a problem. Um, I have probably a, eleven star players, five good players. And then the rest are just players that have been used as squad filler. But, you know, we have spent quite a bit of money. We have pushed our uh, limits on our on our budgets. And I can't keep doing that. So I don't know what I can do apart from just selling all the players cheap to somewhere and then go into that place. <laughs> Dude, can I make you feel better? Um, um. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. In, uh, so as we record, it's Thursday night, right? Uh, it's international break. So Italy have been playing North Macedonia. Italy had 65% possession versus 34.5 for Macedonia. 32 shots on goal versus Macedonia's four shots on goal. Macedonia have beaten them 1-0 in the 92nd minute. <laughs> so it happens in real does life that too. Mean, <laughs> does that mean they're not making the, the World Cup? I'm not even sure. Let's go back and check. I've 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 zoned out of the World Cup because of Ireland. To be honest, I don't I don't know anything. What a shame that is! Yeah, <laughs> Italy are out after losing to North Macedonia in the semi uh, semi final playoff. I've got a stat for you as well. The last World Cup knockout game Italy played was the 2006 final, which they won. Wow, that's a big stat. Um, I got a great stat for you as well, Dave. Go on. Last time England won a World Cup, it. it <laughs> 2022. 20, 20, um, oh. Yeah, we're going to win it. Okay. I'm going oh, to watch them on again. Saturday, so i got to be positive, right? Yeah, yeah. The um, I was going to say, going back, I know you mentioned away goals uh, in one uh, one of your little bits there. I saw, I don't know if you two saw, that uh, I think out of context, FM had tweeted it. Somebody on, obviously playing FM Mobile, uh, put a review on the Apple Store and gave it a free star. Uh, because he lost a Champions League game um, despite uh, scoring an away goal. And he can't understand why he lost it because the away goal, it, basically he didn't know the away goal rule doesn't exist anymore. Mm. So he's going mad. He goes, I can't believe a game of this calibre doesn't include the away <laughs> goal rule in the European competitions. Get that <laughs> man on the virgin. virgin. <laughs> One absolute loser. What's well, his exactly, Find his app. I, I want to. I we want to talk. Get him on the pod. Get him oh on the pod. Well, He's got about as, come on. He's got as much knowledge as we do. Get him on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, dude. I hope things change. Obviously, I'm sure we'll get an update of, from you very, very soon. Uh, yeah, it'll be the United safe. The goat. Yeah, the goat. Well, yeah, and we want to. We want the final review for the goat challenge, depending on if you complete it in time. Uh, anyway, I'll complete it. Just cheat it, like you did. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, brilliant. <laughs> you do. You've got a big challenge in your locker every year, haven't you? Was it achievement yeah, on it last year? Was hey, it? hey, go on. It's like life, mate. You can't win them all, can you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you so, do. Yeah, you're right. I do. You do Thanks, win them Thanks, mate. No problem. Thanks, Dave. Uh, all right, let's get on to the main topic, the spotlight. Now we're going to be talking about contract negotiations. It's something that obviously is such a big part of football manager when you're signing players and so on. And I don't think we've really in all of our episodes we never really 
jumped deep into this sort of side of things, really. Uh, so obviously, we're going to be talking about uh, how we deal with them, uh, little bits that we we tend to use to maybe give us an advantage in these contract negotiations and so on. Um, but the first thing is, well, lads, really, how much attention do you guys give towards contract negotiations? Because there are going to be some people that do manage one of the rich clubs and just click start talks. They realise they can afford everything and click submit straight away. Man, are you someone that sort of fiddles with the finances as much as you can to get the best deal for your club? I would, to be honest, I would have been all the way up to probably this year. Um, So like, particularly I'm thinking back, the Angers save um, back in Tenerife uh, and even even to an extent the Bologna save because I was trying to put as much money towards the transfer budget as possible. Usually yeah. I would be quite hands-on and quite a stingy fucking bastard going, no, you can't have an extra 10k for the agent <laughs> or, or or any of that bullshit loyalty <coughs> fees and all this nonsense. Um, so th- this season is probably the first season I've not been as close to it, mainly because with the Northern Boys save, we've got a huge budget. We've got a huge um, wage and transfer budget because we just can't spend it on anyone. There's nobody to buy. Um, but like uh, in, in any other save and in any other version... Um, almost painfully, I would be haggling over, you know, 5k, 10k, um, mm. particularly like loyalty fees, appearance fees, yeah, like all those extra things that I feel like, I mean, I, I don't want to go, I don't want to go so far as to say, I'd be like the whole Harry Redknapp thing where he's like, what the fuck do you want a goal bonus for? We pay you to score goals, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I would, I would generally remove a lot of the stuff that I think is nonsense. You know, the sell, you know, percentage of next fee, even year on year, I try to keep that to a minimum. So I do keep a fairly hands-on approach. Never trust the director of football or the assistant manager on it. No. What about what about you, Dupe? Obviously, you've managed some huge clubs uh, over the last, not just this year, but the last couple of years on FM. Do Do you still take quite a lot of notice of those contract negotiations? Hundred percent. I think there's a, a like the one thing I always do is the minute I get into the contract screen, I go onto his, his um, sign on fee. I turn it to a hundred grand and I turn it to red. Like wow, I don't I, I, I do that every of player. single time, regardless really? of the player. That's the first thing I do every single time. Okay. Turn it to hundred grand. I'm not going to go pay a hundred like whatever I'm paying fifty fifty million for a player and then have to spend sixteen million of that on a signing on fee. No, 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 son. The privilege mm. of playing for this club is enough, right? The agent fee then will be lower. They do then ask for a little bit more weekly wage, but you can you can negotiate that down. There's a lot of tricks and things that you can do, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But the first thing that I do every single time is wind his neck in and just go, hundred grand, you get that for signing the, the thing. That's you, it, nothing more. Do many players get wound up about that, though? Or, or, Not or really, just to be fair. No, not really. What you find is, is sometimes they do, they do, they do. Then go, well, give me twenty five grand extra a week, and you're like, no, 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 son, not like that. Um, <laughs> you just got to be a bit cleverer with the other stuff. Uh, Joe did it massively on our save, right, Dave, with the netty, where he, he a lot of the defenders he brought in, he just put high um, clean sheet bonuses with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a big lover, and we talk about it again later. But the assist bonus, these bonuses mm-hmm. do help. Um, performance bonuses help too. Again, I'm sure I, I'm sure I, I'm not doing a Kurt here, but I haven't seen the trailer, so I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I mean, one of the next things, and Mad sort of already spoke about it. Obviously, the differences between small 
uh, versus big club management. So I, I like I've said, if you're on a, bi a big club, this 10 grand here or there or a few grand uh, extra a week isn't going to matter too much. Uh, but Mad, when you're a small club, what are the things that you think you've got to take that little bit more notice of? Obviously, Dupes mentioned signing on fee. That is obviously such a huge thing for a team, you know, in regards to cash flow and, and so on. Um, but is there anything else that people need to be aware of or should try out if they're managing a smaller club? Yeah, man, I think it's, depending, like, for me, I'm the kind of guy who, like, I spend a lot of time, like, I'll buy a lot of players, to, to put it simply. You know, when you go into a save, um, in the first season or two, I, I, I rarely do, um, you know, I think Curti is very much one for turning off the transfer window, for example, or, you know, blocking mm. it basically in the first, um, the first window. Whereas I'd be like, no, I want to go and make my mark on this team, which has its benefits in a way, you know, because you're enjoying it and you're, you know, wheeling and dealing in the market. But like, if you're going and buying, you know, six, seven, eight, ten players, um, and, you know, unless you're releasing kind of ten players, you're you're eating a lot of budget. And if you don't really watch it, you know, you might have it there, but you can very quickly eat into it, into funds um, that, you, that you might not have. And you might, you know, it might look like you have it at the beginning. And then suddenly a couple of months in and you're, you're right down in the red again. Um, now I'm talking, you know, particularly lower league clubs like, you know, League League Two or even beyond that. Um, yeah. it, it's kind of relative to each league, right? The higher the, higher the league, the more you're going to spend. Um, but a lot of people get tempted to, like to Dupe's point and, and what, you know, what we said about Joe, like it's, it's very effective to add in a lot of those bonuses. But th that money comes from somewhere when it when it happens as well, you know, it does actually eat into the budget. And then, you know, what you'll find is your your transfer budget goes down because your weight budget is eating into it. And the next time you're going to sign players, you're, you're not going to have as much flexibility, I guess. So but mm. so I like, you know, I like to try and be as balanced as possible. Um, you know, I, I'll haggle on either end. I, you know, I mean, I, I would average probably four kind of over and back interactions, you know, the whole um you know you click you offer it and then it comes back a little bit yellow and it's yellow yellow you know you're trying to avoid it going red where he tells you to go fuck yourself um just just to kind of get the, the to get it as good a deal as as i feel as possible and as i said that'll be the agent fee that'll be the loyalty bonus being a little bit tight around the the extras like the clauses and particularly the extra bonuses um and one thing i suppose that i'll finish on especially at a small club i will I would probably overcompensate in a certain area. Maybe it's the agent fee or maybe it's just a little bit on the weekly wage to get more years locked into the contract and um, as high a fee, if not none, for the minimum fee release clause. And again, that depends on the league because I'll do anything not to have a release clause. It, that, that just I can't sleep at night when there's a release clause. I just think that there's a lot you can do with it, right? And, and there's a lot... You can be very clever... With how you do it so for example if uh let's use some real life ex uh, experiences so jack wiltshire right so let's say you are a lower league club and uh, as we know jack's quite flexible right now with work um <laughs> if i'm gonna bring him in i'm not gonna be paying him 30 grand a week yeah i'll be happily paying 10 grand a week and then i'll give him 20 grand for an appearance fee for example so what i mean by that is is okay if that's what you want Let's work towards that, but let's make sure I'm getting what I want out of you. If you're high on your injuries, you have you have a history of injuries, your, in, your injury proneness is very high, I'm not going to be offering you that massive wage and let you sit in the physio room and me pay a massive wage for you. Let mm -hmm. me pay you a lower wage, but when you actually play, 
I'll give you a little bit of dosh. Yeah. And it's also I like think... um, these un unused su substitute substitute fees. It's yeah. just nuts. Like that make that just winds me up. Like, why would I even want to ever pay that? It's just <laughs> it just makes no sense at all. If if I knew I had a player, if I went into a club that was struggling with financially, and I had this guy on the bench, I don't know, player A, for example, and I knew that if he didn't come onto the pitch, we got to pay him 20 grand. Guess who's coming on the pitch with 20 seconds to go? Mm. You're going to put him on, right? I just don't understand it. I really don't understand, like, why you would include that. But the appearance fee is huge because... yeah. Especially if you if you're going for that 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 real player that may not play play every week. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I, to be honest, I'm guilty of the unused sub fee. But the goal that I was gonna think of, like like a substitute goalkeeper for argument's sake, you could afford you can afford to have a little bit of play. You're in that with that because you could put his appearance fee a little bit higher because you know he might only play four or five games for the, for that, the whole season. So you're getting, you know, your money's worth and you get that. That way you can get a little bit of play with his actual, you know, standard wage as well. But we've sort of jumped into add-ons there a little bit. Um, let's talk a little bit about the best add-ons to use. So uh, these are, let's say, your bonuses. So you've got appearance fee, goal bonus, assist bonus, which Duke mentioned earlier, uh, team of the year bonus, top goal scorer bonus, your international cap bonus, and then obviously bonuses uh, for winning the league, winning the domestic cups, uh, or winning the league cup. Dude, we'll go back to you quickly. Obviously, you've and you, I'm sure you've said it plenty of times on the podcast, you're a big believer in the assist bonus, aren't you? What are your thoughts of that? So yeah, I use assist bonus for my strikers, uh, mainly. Um, obviously, for any attacking player in the you know, in the midfield area, it's beneficial. But for me, it's very much my, my strikers. If, uh, if I've got two strikers on the pitch and I'm paying them 50 grand, for example, I'm just going to throw a number out. I'm paying them each 50 grand if they score, right? I'm also paying them 50 grand if they assist. That if they're in a position where they've got a 20% chance that they could score... This is just my, the way my brain works, not saying that this is actually how it works in game. This is how I look at it in real life. They've got a 20% chance they could score or they could square it, a simple pass, and mate, his mate's got an 80% chance he's going to score. Cost-effective-wise, it, it doesn't cost that player. He earns the same money whether he squares it or whether he scores. So in my mind, oh, I'll just square it to matey boy and then he'll score. Happy days. That's kind of the way that I look at the assist bonus, so to speak. Yeah. I, think I remember we spoke well, about this before. I think I remember Joe speaking about it and the same idea. Oh, I never really thought massively. about it until I never thought about it until he described a story of, you know, a striker kind of like with a, like you said, like a 20% chance of goal and he's, and he's going for it. When he had better options, it wasn't really until then I kind of thought about it. Before that, I would have just been, you know, hammering in on the goal bonus. Um, what I do like is the top goal scorer bonus, though. Um, you know, for example, I'm pretty sure I have one now with Adam Armstrong in the championship at Newcastle. He's been smashing it in uh, in the two seasons we've had in the championship. The, I feel sorry for him because he, he does stand to win some to earn some cash if he does get it. Poor fella's got injured twice in both seasons. 
um, which actually has pretty much led to him missing out on it. So I'm, I'm benefiting from the goals without having to, get, to pay him when he finishes top scorer because he ends up just missing out narrowly. But I do like it if you feel like you've got a striker who who is up there among the best in, in the division because I feel like it gets a bit of consistency over the whole season. Definitely, yeah. I think I think you you know appearance for your standard, like Dube said. I think you could take it, really take advantage of that. Uh, goal bonus, assist bonus. I think, I think the assist bonus isn't used enough. Goal bonus, obviously, for your forwards is is pretty standard. Um, and I think the international cap bonus. You, you guys remember back in the days when the German team were locked? You could. I think that was oh, more yeah, for bidding yeah. on players though, rather than wages. To be fair, um, but yeah, I, help, I, I don't yeah, know. It if would, that's it, it would help if you want. Yeah, you're trying to. Tell the chap, yeah, I'll give you all the cash in the world because you're never getting capped. <laughs> yeah. We, if we go, obviously, sort of almost rewind to right at the start of the contract negotiations, obviously the first thing you, you're doing is telling the people, uh, telling the player what his squad status is going to be. Uh, you could also now uh, say his playing time in future seasons and then promises. Um, so very quickly, the promises that are available in games. So you can appoint the player as captain, vice captain, free kick taker, penalty taker. Uh, you can allow the player to treat your club as a stepping stone. You'll give the player a big pay rise, improve the training facilities, improve the coaching team, uh, play uh, your player in a specific uh, position or role, uh, strengthen the squad in a, a specific area, uh, look to bring in a suitable player or the aims for the, a particular season. So quite a lot of options there. There can be some, uh, you know, part, well, part of them can be the, one of the more frustrating moments of contract negotiations. But what do you think, Dupe? You're missing the most annoying one. Go on. What did I miss? Squad number. Now, I know yeah. this is a whole different, yeah. yeah, a whole different conversation I have, right? But you know I love squad numbers. And I've yeah. got a certain way that I do squad numbers. You know, I've just spent hours, like genuine hours, maybe in-game hours or real-life hours, negotiating with a really tough club to buy a player that I want. I sit him down and he goes, right, I want to talk to you. Brilliant. Okay, you're, <laughs> you're, you're my best striker that we're going to have. You're going you're gonna to take us to new heights. He sits down, he goes, ah, before we go any further, I really want to get the number two. And fuck <laughs> off. Walk away. <laughs> Walk the fuck away. See you later, son. Um, honestly, don't get it. Don't get it. It just... And then they, when they do it and they read it as well and you're like, I can't change that. I really want this guy, but I'm not giving him number two. Um, that is one of my big, big no-nos with it. Um, it's also very annoying when you're just about to buy a player and he's not always the oldest of players and he's not the youngest, but you go and buy a player and they say to you, I want to treat you like a stepping stone. And then they put, and you're like, okay, that's fair enough. We're quite a small club. Um, I understand that. You've got big ambitions, quality. And then he goes, you've just paid, under, you know, you know I, I don't know, 60 million quid for him. He comes in and his agent goes, yeah, so we valued him at 22 and that's his release clause. No, mm. that's not, that doesn't. Oh, you've, you've made that non-negotiable, have you? Uh, we have made <laughs> it negotiable. Bit. See you later, son. Yeah, yeah. That that's yeah. I, I, to be fair, I think the the ones that wind me up the most um, is like the captain ones and stuff like that. You know, because you that just unsettles the whole balance of the team if you're bringing someone in just to replace the captain straight away. Unless this is a player that is going to change the whole dynamic and the whole quality of your team, um, then that is always a a, a difficult one. Um, Mad, what do you think? Well, I, I mean. 
find me a player who thinks it's a good idea to join a club de- demanding to be captain and see how he's going to be received yeah. by the ex- yeah. I mean I just Smart I just can't see it I mean who who would I don't know who who has the arrogance to do that Balotelli maybe or Zlatan Zlatan actually but he probably is the only person that can get away with it too in fairness um, the, Dave there's a song Harry that came McGuire. out the, there's a the, Tim McGuire get him out there's a song that came out, Dave, probably before you were born, called No Promises by Shane Ward. And that's the way I am on this. I try to literally give nothing, uh, Shane nothing Ward, that you can break. Shane Ward, the guy break. from X Factor. There we go. That's yes, a Dave. fucking awful I mean, I was reference. a liar. I was a liar when he won it, man. Uh, you never know, Dave. Well, I'm not lying. I, I, forget, lying. I forget you're only human. I remember man. the final, him and Andy Abraham. I don't there even, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. And I didn't he, watch he, it, so that's more embarrassing for you. Oh, there you go. Be fair, mate. Fair play. That's, I, I would love to have the knowledge you've got, Mad. That's my goal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can you just, yeah, can you just explain avoid. that? Explain that for the people that don't get that one, because that's a good one. <laughs> We've gone on a tangent. What, uh, what, you want me to explain it? <laughs> explain the joke. No, I'm joking. Oh, there you go. Um, we'll just keep it. People can search it. <laughs> oh, God. We're good. We have the worst music on here ever, lads. Um, so... C- c- are we going to talk about contracts, Matt, or are we talking about X-Factor winners? Back on point then, Dupe. <laughs> Thank you. I try to avoid, like, if I can, any of those promises because I know that you're more than likely going to break a, a, quite a large number of them. Like, the one yeah. that vexes me uh, is the... Um, he wants to play in the preferred, preferred position and role. And it's yeah, not so yeah. much like... Like, that wouldn't really happen. I'm sure it would, but this, the real specific kind of pettiness of the way the game is set up. Um, I've had two recent examples in my save. One of them was Shola Shoratiri. Before we signed him permanently from Man United, he was on loan. And um, it's kind of a bit of a tangent because it's more about the loan agreement. But United were pissed because we weren't playing him as an inverted winger on the left. We were playing him as an inside forward on the left. Um, And then they ended up recalling him. So that literally fucking drove me over the edge because they took him back in January. So we lost him in the middle of the season. But the other one we've had in terms of the actual contract with a player was Sean Longstaff. So I've been playing Sean Longstaff as a ball-winning midfielder. Um, he's got all the attributes for it. He, he's consistent performances, you know, like one of the first names on the team sheet. Bearing in mind, this is Sean Longstaff who's been in Newcastle since, you know, the dawn of time. And in the save, he's kicking off because he wants to be box-to-box. And I, I don't play a box to box kind of, you know, I'm just in, in the in this formation we have. And a part of me is just like, if I'm the manager of Newcastle and I've got a born and bred Newcastle fella here, is he really going to be kicking off that much that he's playing as a ball winning midfielder and not a box to box? Maybe he would. I don't know. Would you would you kick off, Dave? I don't know. I don't I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think that, that like the inverted winger to in, an inside forward one is very, very like almost vague, isn't it? Really, like it's because you know it's a fairly, fairly. It's not the exact same, but a fairly similar role, similar role. So, I think maybe in the future editions of the game, you know, if people at FM are listening, maybe that's something that can be. Uh, They're always listening, Dave. Uh, loosened, I think. But let, let's jump back into almost the actual nitty gritty of negotiations. Um, something that obviously isn't necessarily a, a money guarantee, but it's something that can save you money in contract negotiations. It's your bonuses. Um, so once again, loads of bo- uh, not bo- is it yeah bonuses like your clauses. Uh, so loads of these are available. 
again. So you've got your standard yearly wage rise, top division promotion wage rise, relegation wage drop, uh, a player's wage after reaching a certain amount of international appearances, uh, landmarks for goal and assist bonuses, uh, one for goal con contributions combined, um, contract extensions, uh, so that could be after a certain amount of league games or after a promotion. Uh, minimum fee release clauses, that's to foreign clubs, domestic clubs, uh, higher division clubs, Champions League clubs. And then you've got your relegation release clause, non-promotion release clause, sell-on fee percentage and injury release clause. Now, some of these are very, very powerful. I think obviously the, the, the ones that always tend to work and really get the wage down and you sell on fee percentage for argument's sake. Now, this is always one I like to use, guys. If a player is a lot older, maybe you bring in someone in that's 32, 33 years of age, and you maybe you've bought him in for five or six million pounds and you're probably going to know he's either going to retire at the club or you're more than likely going to, you know, release him at the end of his contract. Putting on like a sell on fee percentage of about 50%, I'm sure he's going to work wonders towards that set wage amount. I don't know about you guys if you've got any other little hacks on the, on this section of the contract negotiations. I'd say for me it would be I can see what you exactly what you mean, right? You're like, you know, yeah. the the chances are um he's not really going to get much of whatever you sell him for because there won't be a whole lot there. I'd say the, the only thing I'm trying to think about is uh, maybe I just don't tend to buy older players or something like that as much. And then there's another part of me that's still that that's stubborn maybe it's because i'm irish that i'm yeah. like if i sell him for a million why the fuck would i give him half of it we've just paid him yeah. for the year or the two years he's been here it's going back to the harry redknapp school of thought maybe again um i need to let a lot of shit go really this is why i'm doing so bad in my saves Dave. uh i just i just can't let it go but um definitely useful of course and something i guess i've seen players and agents look for but again, yeah. part of me is like, you cheeky bastard of an agent asking for that. <laughs> you know, where do you think you're going? So, yeah, that's why I wouldn't have used it too often. See, for, for me, especially if you are a team that's just been promoted or a team that's kind of bottom half, but you know you're going to stay up because, you know, you got to have faith. That relegation release clause is a bit of a swinger as well. Like, you can... If you buy a player for 10 million and you put a relegation release clause in for 10 million, for example, so you get your money back, um, they, they are happy to take a bit of a cut on everything as well. So that saves you a bit of dollar. I have i don't know why, um, but if you're a club that is very comfortable, for argument's sake, um, this is one that a uh, friend of the podcast, Matt Neal, told me he said if you if you're Ooh. like a comfortable team always looking at top six top seven or whatever if you put a relegation release clause of zero like for free so they can just walk away from the club if you go down like they will just accept pretty much uh, not, i'm not gonna yeah. say whatever you offer but a, a, a much lower wage than uh than probably what you would be giving them um so that's always one as well i don't do it all the time but every now and then when i'm really struggling with a contract negotiation i i do put that one in and that helps quite a lot as well I reckon well, I can still a relegate risk, that it? club. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a risk. But if you, if you are a club that's always challenging top six, top four or whatever, um, or, or definitely like a top half team, then that's always one as well. But just having a quick look at the minimum fee release clause is always one that winds me up. Because like Dupe said, I don't think I've never had one as extreme as that. Like you sign in a player and they want less, you know, for argument's sake. But there are some. Like I've just given one of my top young players, uh, and he's valued at the moment between sixty and seventy million, and his agent wants a fee release clause of seventy-eight million or whatever. 
it's just frustrating because you know you know a club's probably going to come in for that and activate it um, as frustrating as it is. So, uh, but other than that, I think there are little little things in those clauses, in those bonuses that are really going to be able to, um, you know, help you out and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I'm curious because there's two, I think, so you have your, you have your bonus, there's a drop down for bonus where yeah. you can, um, where it's like international cap bonus. So each time you plays for this international yeah, yeah. side and then under the clauses, you've got a, a certain wage after reaching international appearances. Oh, I'm yeah. just kind of starting to think about how what 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 is the benefit for for the for me there for us for the manager? Obviously, it's good to get a player if he's value. playing for England. Or whatever. Yeah, his value will go up. Value, okay. What when they play internationals? Yeah, 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 yeah. So their reputation goes up, their value goes up. Um, Does it make them also it's try just harder? A, <laughs> That's no, what no. I but also, know. what it will do is is like for example, if you if you make it that when they reach ten internationals. That's, that's quite a long time away, so it, it's probably a good way for you to be able to, to to adjust that wage for them. If you know what I mean, if they want they want that step up, but you don't really want to do it after two league games or five league games, for example, it's going to take them longer to to do ten international appearances than it will do to do thirty league games. Yeah, true. Um, and 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 again, their reputation would go up. Yeah, and I mean. And the final question, really, one of the the biggest bugbears um, in FM, and we've already spoken about it a little bit, but agents. Do you talked a little bit about agent fees and so on? Is this something that you just try and lower? I know you're locking the sell the signing on fee, but agent fees is that something that winds you up quite a lot in game? I mean, it's realistic. That's what agents are doing right now. But um, how do you play with the with the agent fees? So. The way that agent fees work, uh, I'm assuming this is in real life as well, to be fair. I don't know. But um, the way that it works is it's all done by a percentage, right? So it's all done by a percentage of the... Is it the wage? So Something the, like that, yeah. So... Or the, signing on fee in game, I think. No, I think I it is the wage. wage. I think it's the wage. Yeah. So it's, it's a maximum percentage of the player's contract contractual wage they're allowed to give so just 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 play cool i mean the agents aren't the, aren't the ones you need to keep an eye on the left hand side and see what their relationship with you is if they have a you know, like a, a hot a bad relationship with you you're probably gonna stroke you're gonna have to pay for the nose if you really want that player but um sometimes if you're struggling to get a player to to negotiate kind of let's say you want to pay him 20 grand a week and he keeps saying 30 grand a week if you drop him down to 22 and give the agent a little bit more money he might turn around and say go on mate just sign it sort of thing that's again that's the way it works in my brain um but no I, i'm very quick to to lock the, the agent in like the signing on fee because at the end of the day that signing on fee comes off of your uh off of your transfer budget and so does the agent fee I'm like, I'll do it, right? Exactly what you've said, Dupe. You know, if you're like, if you're tight on on wages, you're like, okay, I don't want to pay this guy an extra ten k a week, but I'll just give the agent a one off fifteen k boost, and and that gets the deal over the line. It makes me hate them even more because I'm like, if you're the player, you're gonna get less money, and that agent's gonna get more, and it's like, I'm why the one doing just, the job I mean, here, you know? <laughs> Bastards. Why not just pay the player a bit more though? Like when you break because it down, it's all about the cash. <laughs> no, I know, but like for example, if your player wanted an extra 
couple of grand and you're then paying the agent a hundred grand that's two years that's two years worth of wages for a, yeah. a grand extra grand just check the player the extra grand or mm. just I, I would instead of giving that agent more money i would be more inclined to go if he's a striker all right well you want a little bit of extra cash score some goals you get extra cash so we'll add a bit more onto your goal bonus we'll add a bit more on if you hit 15 goals per season you know oh you're, you're a defender well clean sheets there you go get some clean sheets and we'll give you some we'll give you some more money i'd prefer to do it that way than give it to an agent it's dead yeah. money at the end of the day get that signing on fee as low as you can that agent fee as low as you can and then just work with the wage it will come back to bite you in the ass if you don't because you'll go to sign somebody else and you think hang on i only paid 30 million for that kid and i had a 40 million budget no no you paid him 30 million and then you paid his agent five and him five and now you got nothing <laughs> left to pay yeah i would prefer to go and buy a player it's a backup that may potentially save your season rather than fucking filling Riola's boots. Riola, yeah. I was just going to say a slight side note. Is there anything more satisfying than when you ask a player to sack his agent and he does? Yeah. That's just peak. That's just is there, enough, is there anything more annoying than offering a player, a, uh, like when they come to you and they're like, I'm not sure what contracts I want, so you you are give me an offer. Oh. You offer them and they take that first offer, and you're like, yeah. shit, I could have got him for so much I less. Did that, than I that. did that with a club earlier. Like normally, pretty much nine times out of ten, you have to negotiate, don't you, for a deal unless they're transfer this yeah. thing. I put a bid in for a player, and it just got accepted. Straight away. I was like, oh shit. Oh, <laughs> I, I could have got, got so much less. Yeah, yeah, but then you cancel it, and then they want more anyway. Like, oh, can't win yeah. that. I'm still. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, football manager really has turned it on in terms of, you know, the agent power and player power over the last couple of years. And I think it's just going to get, um, obviously, real life football terms, it's going to get worse. I would say, you know, player power is pretty much definitely becoming a, a bigger thing as is agents. So it'll be interesting to see in future editions of FM how that is implemented. But um, if we haven't got anything else to, to add, lads, I think that is all for our contract negotiations talk. Um, and I think that does bring the end uh the episode 241 to a close um you can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all of the latest football manager content including mad's five affordable meta players in fm22 five star potential is available on itunes spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week thank you all for listening and there will be more from us next week where we might just have another special guest making his five star potential debut until then though guys say goodbye loved it dave i loved it goodbye folks see you next week